Conversations with Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. This is a music podcast. And speaking of music, that song that played me in is called I'm Out. It is by Bryson the Alien. And of course, uh, that means Bryson the Alien is my guest today. This is a really great uh, episode. Oh, and speaking of which, real quick, that song is uh, on an album entitled The Great Adventures of Bryson the Alien. That will be out September 16th. September 16th from Pink Slime. Links to that are in the show notes. Pre-order it. Go check out the single. He's got a few, maybe two or three singles out at this moment. All really great. Big fan. Like the Bryce and the Alien. This is a great conversation. Um, There's bonus content to this episode on my Patreon. Patreon, you can go to thematdwire.com. And all my Patreon, everything Matt Dwyer is at thematdwyer.com. But uh, there is about 20 extra minutes, top and bottom. I usually do a two-part, but it was easier to just keep this as, I don't know, it would have, there was a lot of fancy editing could have been needed. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. You don't need to know those details. If you want to hear the extra content, you can go and watch it in its entirety on video or listen to it on audio at the Matt at my Patreon, thematdwire.com. Takes you there. Uh, as I said, Bryson and I talk... Oh, the, also that song is features, uh, and I'm not going to say her name correctly, Signe Baburin. She's Swedish, I believe. Bryson gives her all the props in the episode we talk about this song. And uh, as I said, all links to the show, to Bryson, are in the show notes, as well as all links to me. And as well as I've been, lately I've been discussing climate crisis in my intros, not like uh, airing the horrible details, which are horrible. But uh, if you can donate to the Climate Emergency Fund, uh, that helps. They fund people who are working very hard to bring awareness and activism about the climate crisis that is looming. We have about three years, if we're lucky, to get this to the point where we, it's not irreversible. And if we get to where it's irreversible, working class and low-income people are fucked. And I might be one of them. (laughs) I laugh at the existential dread that is the climate crisis. So please go to the link to the Climate Emergency Fund, donate whatever you have. As I also mentioned, uh, I have a Patreon. If you can support me that way. If not, just tell your friends about the podcaster. Write a review. Share with your friends. Uh, word of mouth is my best way of getting my show out there. Um, that is it. I think that... Oh, if you need a website, too, you can go to thekellyrdewire.com. That's my partner in life. We made kids together, and she makes websites without me. She does mine. She does a lot of big, fancy websites. Go to thekellyrdewire.com and check it all out. That is it. I think that is it for my... Sometimes my intros are a lot longer. I'm pleased. This is shorter. Um, Also, just remember, check out Bryce and the Aliens music. He's great. Thank you so much. Can't give Satan any chances. We're not doing dances. Only fat raps for the masses. From Detroit.
Detroit to Damascus. I've already seen the alien. There's no nod to Oscars. Just had a, um, a baby girl. Oh, James oh. six. So she's like five weeks now. Congrats. Thanks, man. Five weeks. I fuck. I have two girls, and I know <clears throat> two and six. But I know the five. I know that five week. I all of it. How? How? Like. This is what I noticed, like, when I was having a kid and I would say to somebody, like, hey, man, I'm fucking scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> and people would not address that. They would just be like, oh, man, you'll be great. And it's like, no, motherfucker, I just told right. you I'm scared. <laughs> like, right. address what I'm saying. <laughs> they can't. If they not parent, really. Or if they, like, was a parent so long ago or something, they just got, like, that, like, nostalgia filter over it, you know? Yeah, I feel like some of the older people want to pull you into the cult. Like, they're like, oh, no, it's great. And they don't tell you that, like, you'll fear. Like, there's a lot of fear that went with it for me. Maybe I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. Not for you. And I, I felt like... uh I don't did has it inspired you creatively at all? Is that kind of Yeah, man. I, I feel like it just um I don't know, I feel like I, I had a pretty good work ethic before becoming a father, but now I just feel like it just super it's just nonstop now. Like now it's like I'm like every second she napping or something, I'm writing something or running running to the studio to record something. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess so. I I, I guess I'm like kind of an autopilot right now. But yeah, I've been. Yeah, I've made a lot of music since she was born already. And just these five weeks, I've made. I've I've, I've recorded a couple projects already, so it's pretty interesting for sure. It's all a blur right now. <laughs> But but definitely, yeah, I think I think it's just yeah, now I'm just in super super mode for sure. So Yeah, that's how it's cause I'm like when I have free time, there's no like can't fuck around. You gotta I gotta make the most of it. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> feel, I'm exactly. gonna lose it when I found myself getting up like at waking up before anybody, like at four AM because I'm like I can't once they're up, I have until it's nap time. It's fucking mayhem. Right, exactly, exactly. So it's kind of nice. She's you know in the infancy stage, so she can't really do too much right now. But like that's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> she'll start walking. She will start talking. Yeah. yeah. So already, you know this. Is, I'm just enjoying it while she's not mobile. I guess. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. We didn't like our first one. We didn't plan. That just happened because of some cocktails and a and a soaking tub. (laughs) 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 So it was just like one day I was off to work and she's like, "I'm pregnant." I was like, "All right, I gotta go serve drinks. See you later." (laughs) Right. That's right. And then, yeah, I don't know. There's just, there's no, there was,
was no books that sort of prepared like none of the books i don't know like i just like i don't know like i didn't have plus i didn't have any structure in my life i just i had didn't really have parents that were a part of <laughs> I was, I was kind of like on my own as a teenager and i was like so i was like i don't know what fucking roadmap i'd use for this right okay <laughs> Wow. Uh, did you come from a big family or any of that? Uh, yeah. Oh, my, my mom's side, she had, um, uh, uh, two, two, two sisters and a brother and two half sisters. So between that, with all my cousins and stuff, yeah, we had a we had a, a fairly big family. But as far as my immediate family, it was just you know, my mom, my dad, and I have a twin sister, and uh, I have a brother that's nine years older. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, I've got I got four older brothers. It's kind of uh, I got the shit kicked out of me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had one brother to focus all his ass kicking on me, so. <laughs> <laughs> crazy with three others <laughs> where i read that you're from ohio originally where in ohio yeah, i'm from, from toledo, toledo oh, right on. Mm-hmm. I've, i moved here in portland uh when i was 24 or 23 going on 24 so i was 2015 i moved here uh june well, june 6 or 7 2015 so I've been here ever since. I've since been to Toledo about two or three times since, you know, uh, to visit family and whatnot. Where you kind of, I don't know, was Toledo limiting for music-wise? I don't know what, I don't know fuck all about Toledo. <laughs> it, yeah, it was limited for sure. There's no, there's no music scene there. There's really no infrastructure for like, kids to you know really really do much of anything there's really just really nothing to do there really it's like you either get a job or, or you go to college or something like that's really about it like there's it's like about after 18 like there's really nothing to do you know once once you're out of high school or out of these little programs and stuff you're in there's there's really not much for you so i was just lucky i ended up going to college for a few, you know, um, back home, uh, I graduated with a degree in special education with a focus in uh, visual impairment. So I learned like Braille and sign language. Wow. And, um, but I always loved music. So when I came out here, um, I was going to get a teaching job, but I just fell into the music so hard. Uh, it was just hard to pull out of it. But I, um, I work at this restaurant here, uh, like one or two days a week. But when I first got here, I was there like every day, you know, when I first, you know, so there were, at the time they were open from Tuesday through Saturday. So I would work like Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, I would, I would be there a lot of the time. Uh, but then after the pandemic, um, I, I was off for, you know, I didn't work there for 2020 and 2021, but I came back in April of this year. Uh, so, I still, I still, I still, you know, still, I still do that, you know, among all this music stuff and performing and selling the music and the merch and whatnot. Uh, my sister sells uh, scented shea butters. That's kind of her thing. 
So I, uh, I help her out with that too. Um, but is she out there too? Yeah, she just moved out here last year with her with her husband, uh, my brother in law, one of my best friends actually. Um, so they live here now, and they're like hardcore vegans. So like they love it out here. You know? <laughs> Like, this is their jam out here. So. Are you vegan? Uh, I'm not vegan. I'm a I'm a vegetarian or pescatarian. You know, I eat fish and, and whatnot. But I'm the, the one who introduced my sister to all this diet stuff. She's like blew past me. <laughs> you know, like I introduced her to like being vegetarian back home in, in Toledo before he moved out here, and then since then she just really went all the way with it. So yeah. I'm from Chicago, so I mean, I live in LA now. I was vegan for two years, but man, I don't know. It's it's hard. It was hard for me. I like like cheese too much, man. Did fake cheese on pizza can fuck itself. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. I tried and I tried, and I was like, I can't fucking, I can't live life without cheese. Like Pete, like cause the shit on pizza is like it turns to. It gets real cardboard. Like it's just like. Yeah, it just melt. The cheese melt weird. I hate it too. Yeah. What attracted you to Portland? Uh, long story short, I had a good friend um, that I grew up with back home in Toledo. He um, ended up moving out here. But before he came to Portland, his, his um, mom had shipped him off to Alaska to live with his aunt and uncle because he got in trouble back in, in Toledo just getting into a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so he kind of got like... Sh- you know, shipped out there. And then after, after it was what sophomore year of high school he had left. So he he finished high school in Alaska in like Anchorage. And after he finished high school, him and a couple of friends he met there moved to to Portland. Around was it twenty twelve or something like that? And I visited twenty fourteen the summer, my last summer. Um of school before I graduated. Like that summer before I graduated, I like saved saved up my pennies and got a plane ticket. And I I was here 2014 from like May to like August. I was like working at a, a the Radisson Hotel here. I was like a front desk clerk, just earning money for you know music equipment and pay my little bit of rent, you know, split the rent with them for you know the time I was here. So that was my introduction to Portland. Uh, and then I went back to school in August for my last year and I, I graduated and, um, he ended up moving back to Toledo to help his mom out, uh, his family out. And I like took over the lease of his studio apartment that he was living in here, uh, on Alberta at the time. Um, I just, uh, took over the lease pretty much. And that's kind of how I got here. So it's kind of like like a switch, pretty much. Did you take to it right away? Was it a place you knew you wanted to be? Because it's pretty mad. It's yeah. pretty, it's a pretty cool city. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. When I visited, I knew this was for me. Just of how I liked how things move faster here, faster pace. Um, I kind of like the time difference too. Like, <laughs> I like, like it's it's eleven right now, but you know. Uh, it's already what two, three o'clock. You know, the day's already pretty much over back in Ohio, you know, on the East Coast, pretty much. So, I, I don't know. I just like the weather. You know, I like how you have food carts everywhere and all these mom and pop shops. And then I met, I met 
a few artists out here, you know, graffiti artists and musicians. And I just kind of fell into the scene here. So I already kind of um, knew, like, yeah, this is, I need to go back home, graduate, and do whatever the fuck I can. To come back. <laughs> this is where I to be. This is, this is, this is, this is what I need. This is, this is what I've been waiting for. So, were you creating music when you were in Toledo, or did like? Yeah, I've I've always, you know, I was a band. You know, I was a band band kid, play saxophone. I read that. Uh, so in junior high, high school, first two years in college, band was my life. So I was always around music. But as far as record uh, recording and making music, I kind of started around sixteen. But I got a little bit more serious right around college or around sophomore year. I started messing with it more. But right around the time I was getting ready to graduate, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I think I need to give this like an actual real shot because teaching is cool, man, but I don't know if I want to go in this school system right now with these kids. I, I was like being honest with myself. I was like, man, I, I just can't be chained to school for for how many years for five five days a week grading homework all just all because I, I you know I student student taught you know you had to student teach before you graduated so I was like I was already in elementary schools and in middle schools and high school so I was like I got to kind of experience what it'd be like being a teacher so I was following up behind these teachers all day and just seeing what they went through and I just I don't know. I just like, I got to just figure out an alternative route. And that's kind of what happened. It just falling into the restaurant and then just started performing, you know, here and working on music and whatnot. But my last year of school is when I um, recorded my, uh, my debut project, Hail Mary. Um, I recorded all of it in, in Ohio. My fraternity brother, uh, Abilio helped me help me record it. He had like an apartment at the time. He like section off a corner of his apartment to record, like like a corner in his room, like a little corner with the mic right there. And um, yeah, we uh, I had I had gathered a whole bunch of beats that I either bought or, or up and coming producers I knew kind of gave me. You know, what I mean, I just compiled a, a, a album worth of material, and I just kind of wrote and recorded everything back in Toledo um, my last year. So then once I moved out here, I, I moved out here in June and right around September, October is when he like sent me all the masters for everything. So then I just planned to put everything out in February, which I did that following year, 2016, uh, February 29th, uh, leap year, <laughs> leap day. So yeah, February 29th, 2016, when I put on my debut project, Hail Mary, and I put it out for free on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. I didn't put it on streaming. <laughs> it wasn't on no streaming platform. I just, I, that's where I started. Uh, yeah, I started there. Um, and since then, you know, I've been performing and touring around, and that's just kind of how everything kind of started. You know, I recorded that first project back in Toledo, came here. My, my buddy mixed it and worked on it while I was here. He sent it to me in September, October. Um, and I put it out in February um, the following year. 
what were you initially because i was reading how you were you're planning on integrating or maybe you already have because i don't know how old the article was integrating the saxophone into your performance now have you done that yeah actually um i have this record that's coming out in september september 16th to be exact um there's this swedish punk rock label uh called punk slime in stockholm sweden uh, and punk slime is spelled with all caps, no vowels. So it's P-N-K-S-L-M, punk slime recordings. Um, I connected with one of the co-owners, Luke, who's also an artist that goes by the name Lucerne and Rays. But I sent them uh, my 2019 uh, project called Janithia, which is named after my mother, um, I sent them, I sent a whole bunch of people that saw like, that's the one, that's the one that's going to be through the door. So, cause it was like a, e, you know, it was like what, six songs, two interludes, but I had like some pretty big producers on it. So I knew it would get people's attention. So that was the one I just sent to like all sorts of labels, all sorts of blogs, all sorts of people. Um, and he was one of the ones that responded to it. And then that was 2019. So pretty much late 2019, through the pandemic, through 2021, through 2022, we've been recording this album. Uh, and it's done, it's finished, it's sent off. Uh, two singles are already out right now. Um, I'm Out is one, the first single, and On My Own is the second single. Both of them so are. two singles are. Um, and one of the songs on that project which was it called uh seeing the uh it's called seeing the light i play saxophone on that one a little bit uh yeah i think one or two songs i play saxophone on and some other new stuff i'm working on playing saxophone on so, so i've been i've been i've been playing a few playing some notes and then they like sing some crazy stuff with it but yeah yeah i've been I've been integrating it slowly but surely, for sure. Yeah. What? Because did you not want to go like the route where like I'm going to be a saxophone player solely and play jazz or any like? Did you not want to go that route or what was there? Like- no, I didn't. I didn't because I wanted to be respected as a a, a songwriter and a a, a a rapper first. Like I didn't want to just come in and be saxophone boys. Yeah. <laughs> That was my biggest fear was me coming and just out the gate rapping or playing saxophone, me get pigeonholed as like, I don't know. I, I just had that fear of like being pigeonholed as like some like musician that can also rap or something. Like I just want to come straight out the gate, you know, rapping, producing, performing. And then I, my goal is to add all the instruments and all that stuff. And that's kind of, that, that was my plan. That's kind of how it works. I'm kind of glad I, I did that. Um, but it was kind of dumb. I, mean, I don't know, looking back, maybe, I don't know. I don't know how like smart or dumb that was. I was just scared of like not being taken seriously because I was also having, you know, having a, sax, a saxophone right. on me. You know, so. I don't I mean, when I was reading about you, and I heard your music first. I didn't know you played set. And so it was kind of like, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I was like, oh, that's cool. So I maybe, I, I, not that I'm anyone who should ever be used as a meter for anything because I'm a fucking idiot. 
But it, I, but I listened to a lot of jazz, so I was like, oh fuck yeah, and I was like, so I was definitely curious about what what uh, do you want to do more with it in the future? Oh hell yeah, definitely. Um, I perform with a, a like a, a vocal transformer box, like a it's a Roland like a Roland um, vocal transformer machine, and it pretty much. It has like a quarter inch cord, so it plugs in like a guitar amp almost. But my mic plugs into the box, and I can like pitch my voice and do delays and echoes. So I always have have that when I um, perform and do things. Uh, but yeah, I think the goal is definitely to add the saxophone in there, and I kind of want like a um, maybe like a pedal or something like that. So when I play it, I can press the pedal and it can just do weird stuff with it. So <laughs> definitely. Definitely my, my plan is to um just have that on stage with me, you know what I mean? So um just gotta work out some routines or something, or maybe put aside some instrumentals just to play along with the saxophone and practice a couple riffs or something. Just figure out a way to integrate it because it's like all the songs I made are are just beats and stuff I already made, so it's not like you know, and also too, I can't play it while I'm rapping or something too. It's like I gotta like, you know, put, <laughs> put the horn in my mouth. You know what I mean? So I just gotta work out. I think the plan is to put aside some some beats or some instrumentals that like I'll just work out some some routines with it. So like when I'm on stage, play a certain song that I already know like what to do type thing. So. Uh, yeah, we're work in progress, but definitely, <laughs> definitely the goal now. Now that I feel like I've kind of established what I wanted to, as far as who I am and, and my my sound and whatever. Now I want to bring out more surprises for sure. Now that definitely be one of. Them. When you said rapper, you put it in quotes. <laughs> yeah. Just, do you not? No, I, I am. I definitely, hell yeah, I am. But, you know, like, I just do a lot of things, you know what I mean? Like, like I write the song, I record the song, I'm making the artwork, I put it out myself, I'm playing instruments and stuff. Uh, so, I don't know, I feel like rapper is like a, it's a limiting term. And also when you say rapper, it's just a lot of people just think you're just rapping you know like <laughs> and and I feel like I, I wear a lot of hats even though I'm wearing a bandana right now you know <laughs> I wear a lot of hats so you're an artist I mean yeah, it's, I'm, a, it's, I'm an artist I'm an artist and, 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 and rapping is a part of it for sure so sometimes I put in the air quotes but you know what I mean like I respect the art form you know for sure so who were some of the uh, I I was curious who were some of your earlier influences in uh, that pulled you in that in the I guess the rap. Did you know you wanted to do rap when you started playing? Or do rap? What? Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> do you smoke the pots? <laughs> that just sounded like a sixty-year-old. <laughs> I just rolled up. I'm about to do that. Oh, you can do that. Yeah. Um, no, early influences. No, no. First, as far as rapping, I um. I was always, always into hip hop music, always from the very beginning. It was probably around, around about around 16, right? I, it started kind of, the wheels started turning as far as like, man, 
maybe I could do this, you know, but um, I didn't know how to make beats. I didn't know how to really, you know what I mean? I didn't know how to do nothing, but it was right around that time where I started like flirting with the idea. So I really started off making remixes. Like I would just take acapellas from some of my favorite songs or artists and, and take beats that somebody else made, just put them together and I was making mashups. So that's kind of how I, I like started even putting together songs was just doing that. Um, but then, um, yeah, right around college is when I started really getting more serious and putting things together. My older brother, uh, he made music, he was rapping. So I started off just recording him uh, and helping him put stuff together. But then um, after he had like his first kid or whatnot, uh, he just stopped taking it seriously. He started getting lazy and started pissing me off. I was like, dude, <laughs> I was like, you want to do it or not? And he just didn't take it seriously. And I was like, man, I can do this shit. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it was. Like, like I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Because he, he kind of just fell to the wayside. And I was like, nah, man, I'm going to do this. So I, I, then I just kind of started. And I just didn't really stop. Uh, but, um, but early influences, though, definitely like A Tribe Called Quest. Daylight Soul. That's what I was wondering. Far Side. Yeah. All that alternative jazzy hip hop stuff. You know what I mean? Gangstar. What else? MF Doom, obviously. It's probably number number one. You know? Number number one influence. Uh, You know? I like I like Cool Keith. You know, um, uh, gorillas, you know, gorillas is big, you know, uh, Dale, the uh, funky homo sapien, just all of that, that whole, all of that stuff, that was all, you know, that did it for me. You know, all that, all that weird rap stuff. Did you uh, ever entertain going to any other cities besides Portland or was it you were just like, fuck that? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think being from Toledo or just being from a, a city that is not known for shit and don't have nothing going for it. In my mind, with the music at the time, I was like, I think every kid thinks like New York or LA pretty much. Like you got to pick, you got to pick one of those places to, to kind of make it kind of in America at least. So I was, in my mind, I was always kind of like, I got to pick one of those. But then Portland happened and I was like, Portland is an up and coming city and it's not as big, um, but it's still a lot going on. So then it kind of just turned into like, oh, maybe I can just go to an up and coming city like Seattle or, or something, you know, a city that's, that still has some things going for it, but not like extremely big, like, like, New York or something like I'm not about to just be there with a suitcase in Times Square. <laughs> I'm the next one. Like yeah, right. There was so many people from there that want their shot too. Same thing with LA. It's like those two cities. Like you can obviously make it, but it's like you got a lot of people to fight through that been there for years. You know, so Portland. When I came here, like it was you know it was a music scene. There was music stuff going on, but it wasn't like you know like. 
it was maybe 20 established acts here at the time, as far as hip hop goes. It was a whole bunch of rock bands. But as far as like hip hop and R&B, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't like so many. Yeah. So now I feel like it's a little bit different. Now I feel like every day I look up someone, someone's popping up. But at that time, 2014, 2015, it was like you could put all the serious artists performers in, in one room you know what I mean like at the time so it kind of worked out um that I came here but since then you know got a got Amine now you know got you got you got some some artists here that that have, have made huge strides that's kind of like trickled down to everyone else which is good so yeah I don't know like I've lived in LA I live in LA now and New York and I'm like fuck both these towns <laughs> it's like yeah like i'm leaving because i'm like i don't need to fucking be here anymore and it's like it's just i find it it's oppressive like it's just creatively like people are yeah. so like it's gotta be this and i'm like no it, no it doesn't <laughs> it's like it you're fucking wrong right no for sure i um i, I went to la in um april uh, for a show um, for my other group I'm a part of uh, called Unexplained Aerial Phenomenon or, or UAP for short. Um, I collaborated with uh, this um, synth, uh, synth wave production duo called Pioneer 11. Uh, Alex and Brian, uh, they live in LA and they make, you know, just like very psychedelic uh, rock, rock music, rock instrumentals. But, um, with me, they kind of combined and, and kind of turned into like a hip hop project. Uh, so we, our album came out um, finally in uh, April of, of this year, but we were working on that through the pandemic and everything too. And I also kind of connected with them like late 2019 as well. Uh, that and the punk slime thing kind of happened at the same time. Uh, those two uh, separate, separate things. Um, but yeah, so I, I went to LA and I, when I go there, I just hang out with them and just work on music. I don't do shit else. I just go to fucking Fat Burger. That's my spot. That's my spot, Fat Burger. I go to Fat Burger. And I just go to their house and I just stay cooped up in there and I just make music. And that's it. I'm not, I don't really travel. I only go, go to, I only went to, to Venice because they, they, they dragged me there. It was like, I, you know, like, yeah, I don't, I don't really mess with LA that much either. I just go there and just, just on business you know i went there this year and i went there last year for the first time uh in june so yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty burnt on it i liked it and i like it but it's just like there's a very narrow-minded way of thinking in uh, in the industry where i'm just like y'all motherfuckers need to go away <laughs> yeah yeah I, I can't i can't deal with it i I understand it. And I, um, and Alex and Brian, you tell me the same thing. It's like, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not there. Um, I'm happy to be here in Portland. So it's, it's a little bit more relaxed. When you released your first uh, album on uh, SoundCloud, like you said, was there a response? Cause I, I know like, I know that's a, a lot of people were getting noticed from sound SoundCloud and all that, but I was like, I don't, I was always like, how does, how does that fucking, how does it go about? Right. right. <laughs> it's like putting yeah. your shit on Facebook and going, I'm funny, right? Pretty much. That's pretty like, uh, yeah, I put it out on Bandcamp and SoundCloud 
And at the time, that was before Bandcamp Fridays. It wasn't cool to put your shit out on Bandcamp at the time. Uh, so it was very, it was a very rogue decision to do that. But in my mind, I was like, I just felt like the first one's free. The first one's on me. First tape is on me. And that was kind of my whole thing with it. Uh, looking back on it, would I fared way better putting on streaming? Hell yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't put that Hail Mary out on streaming until 2019, to like three years later. So would I, I would have probably did better putting it out everywhere. But as far as the response, yeah. As far as Portland, yeah. It, it, it just turned into me playing a lot of shows here. Um, it turned into me playing a lot of shows in the city and then playing, you know, San Francisco, just in the area playing shows and yeah, led to a lot of, a lot of press and interviews and whatnot. So maybe not necessarily nationally, but as far as this region, I definitely, it definitely um, established me, established me here as, as an act. So it definitely led to shows. It definitely led to press. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's not like I I made a dime off of, off of the music at the time. So there's on SoundCloud, which is free, and it was free on Bandcamp. But I was free on Bandcamp too. <laughs> so I made sure I wasn't getting fucking money. I guess off that. But it, but but it led to shows though. Got paid from shows. It led to like I said, press and, and interviews and all that sort of stuff. So it, it led it it led to stuff for sure. As far, as far as money at the time, hell no. But unless, like I said, unless you're counting, like I said, shows and, and whatnot. But as far as the music, nah. It, it didn't, uh, none of that happened <laughs> at the time. Uh, how did, did, did it just get noticed by you pushing it? Or like, that's what I'm curious about. Like, how did you yeah, start discovering? Um, I put out, when I, the February 29th, the day I dropped the project, I put out a video for one of the songs, Guide Me to the Light. I put that video out, um, and it had got a really great response since then. Got, you know, what's a thousand, almost two thousand, probably two thousand views at, at the moment now. So that that was cool. And then I ended up putting out another video a few months later uh, for one of the other songs called Too Heavy. Put out a video for that. And I've done a few live performances of a, of a few of the songs. Uh, so yeah, I think I I put out I put out the tape, I put out those videos, and I just played a lot of shows at the time in the area and and within the region. So all that helped um, probably push the music. Uh, Cause cause yeah, after I put that out, I kept I kept working. You know, what I, mean? I kept kept networking and, and, and building with people. Um, so. I just kept putting coals in the fire after that pretty much. So I don't know exactly what, what led to what, but I definitely, um, I hit, I hit the ground running as soon as that project came out. Cause I knew it was good. Cause I was, I was showing people here for a few months before it came out. So I was like, I know I got something. <laughs> you know, how I, I, I just know the look on people's face when, when, I, when I play, you know, and I play guy me to the light. You know, when I played to have when I played certain songs and I seen people's face light up, like I knew I had something. Uh, so yeah, I just I just put it out for, for free. Um 
and then I just you know, started playing shows and it was like so led to press and interviews and podcasts and all, all sorts of things. Yeah, so um, as soon as I heard you, oh, sorry. Oh, that was it. But just when I heard heard you, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was one of those, it was, like, you know how that is. Like, you hear something, you're like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Like, it. that's the response I had. Where I was like, <laughs> yeah. instantly, I was like, all right, I need more. I got to know who this this person is. Hell yeah, that's tight. That's tight, man. That's, that's what I do it for, man. I do it for the people who like, who like, you know, that, that sort of hip-hop, you know, that... Just, just weird alternative jazzy spaced out shit man like i do it i do it for those people i was uh and the pandemic was like kind of a wasn't that a good illustrious illustrious i can't i'm fucking i'm really fucking tired like i have like i said i have two sick dogs so my I, like i've been up every night like multiple times so i'm like oh my God. fucking brain and then i you know kids on top of it so it's just been like so i'm not my usual sharp that's why i'm talking like i've like i'm on quaaludes or something <laughs> you good man but like didn't the pandemic like I've read that that's somehow you got like international uh that's when it started spreading across the seas and I know that's how you got in touch like punk slime happened. Yeah. Exactly what like yeah, like I was I was uh, saying, um when I put out my uh, uh project Genepia, what day was it? December twelfth, twenty nineteen. So pretty much when I put that out in December 2019, I just, I sent it off to a lot of people, um, a lot of blogs, a lot of writers, a lot of labels, and uh, Slime was one of the ones that reacted, and that's how that happened, and then I was also kind of right around the time the, the UAP project kind of happened, too. Uh, so I had obviously no idea a pandemic would happen, you know what I mean? <laughs> Three, four months later, it just so happened that I connected with these new these new people, and then that happened. Then I just had all the time in the world to uh, create and work on stuff. So I just kind of had some things already kind of going. And at the time, I was like, I don't know when I'm gonna have time to engage in all of this stuff. And then that happened, and I was like, wow. Kind of a gift. I mean, it was for me. I got so much. I got like more. Work. It was weird. Everyone I know was like panicked. I was like, I'm getting a fucking shit ton of work. <laughs> same, exact same. Everyone was panicking, and I just recorded. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I was like, I'm never gonna get a chunk of this much free time where I don't have to be fucking anywhere ever again. Probably not. It was. It was. Um, it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> to be honest, the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, but it's hard. It's, it's really hard to say that because it was such a shit show, and so many people suffered and yeah, and died. It was terrible. You know what I mean? So it's, it's even hard to even say that because it's like I benefited, millions of people did. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to hard to even say that with my chest, but it's the, it's the truth. You know what I mean? Like for for me, for the situation I was in, just at the restaurant, just all the time, not having really any f- true free time to work work on stuff, uh, bills, all this shit. You know what I mean? Just everything was just 
he's in a constant hamster wheel. And I didn't know when I was going to be able to get off that hamster wheel. And then you just wake up one day and you're like, you're laid off. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you wake up one day and you get a text message saying that this pandemic shit is crazy. Like, we're going to lay you off until things get figured out. And then you spend the, the whole rest of your year recording, you know? And, and come collecting pandemic assistance. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> that's just pretty much how it happened. Did you find yourself going in different directions with that much free time to like explore and and create? Were you surprising yourself? Um, I was surprised at how fluid everything was and how quick quickly a lot of these songs and stuff came together that was the most surprising part was like you know they would send me like a beat and I would like send the song like the next day or the same day like vocals choruses hooks concepts so that part that was the most amazing part which is like of how quickly everything was moving yeah, because you. I read that you don't like you hear the beat and then you come up with lyrics and stuff. Do you, is that? Do you ever have like a preconceived idea, or you just kind of remain open? Uh, remain open for the most part. I think sometimes I have certain lines or certain situations that are in my head that like I probably use or or something like that. Like <laughs> typically, in the very first line of all my songs, like the very first line or verse is something I've thought about a very long time. Just a fun fact. <laughs> but the first, in any verse or anything I wrote, the very first line, I thought about for a long time. So, each line is probably something I probably talk with somebody about or thought about or something. Uh, but typically though, yeah, I hear the beat and then everything else kind of comes after that. I never like had like a whole verse that just needed a beat to fit. Like I, I don't really do that. So I feel like the production inspires, inspires all of it. Do you ever have a line that, that you can't find a spot for like that you're still holding on to? Every time I do, I end up laying it at some point. So I feel like at this moment, like I've sque- I've, I've squeezed out the creativity juices. <laughs> so I don't think there's any like pressing thing that I, I want to say that I haven't yet or couldn't. You know, so yeah, it's a great world we're living in right now. So there should that 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 there's not a lot to talk about. You know, everything's so peaceful and perfect right now. <laughs> I mean, I have no sleepless nights about the future for my children. Right. There's so many more questions now. Uh, um, yeah, definitely the UAP album. Even this punchline album, too. I talk about a lot of things, a lot of real-world social issues. Like I, I cover a lot of ground. In, in these, these tapes I talk about a lot of things that I don't think I've ever really heard any rapper or artist will be addressed in the way I did 
So it's gonna be interesting. It's been interesting seeing how people uh, react to it. For sure. Um, I wanted to actually. I wanted to ask you about the the single that you do with. I'm I'm gonna totally fuck up her name. The recent thing, or maybe it was the first singles with, this, and then I also on top of it, my handwriting's terrible. So now I'm like, Signal. Are you talking about uh, Signy? Uh, yes. Barber? Yeah. Uh, that's the first, to my knowledge, the first song she ever put out. She's a, a 17 year old uh, kid from Sweden. Uh, she's like the, I always call her like the Billie Eilish of Sweden. That's like my, that's like my, uh, my uh, term I've, I've dubbed her but no that's the first thing I think she's ever like laid like that actually when it came out in a real way so I, I'm pretty sure she's working on stuff with Punk Slime or whatnot but I just happened because Luke had sent her the song and she just hopped on it and killed it so definitely gonna make as much music as I can you know what I mean? <laughs> as much as possible like her voice is amazing she has so much talent, and yeah, we we you know we DM and stuff. So definitely, yeah. Whenever I have something else going on, the same thing with her. It's like you know, it's mutual. Yeah, I tried to find explore her a little bit, and like I couldn't. You're not gonna find nothing. nothing. I was like, <laughs> who the fuck is this? Like, brand new person. She, just, I think she has a like an Instagram or something. I don't even think it's no pictures. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's, she's extremely new. That's the first thing she's, she's ever put out professionally, to my knowledge. So it's all it's a whole new whole new world for her. So. Have has have people responded? Because that song is great. Like it's just like that's one of it's your songs that I'm talking about. Where I was like, what the? It's, it's beginning a great reception. People. It's, Beginning the write ups and a lot of streams and Shazams and whatnot. Yeah. Can you see how you as an artist can see who Shazams you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucking crazy. I didn't I, know that. Uh, yeah. I, um, the way I uh, put, out, put out my music, I, I, for each song, I pay for Like You pay for it every year. The, the ability for it to be read by Siri, Shazam, all those music reader thing like yeah uh for that and i and i um for the punk slime thing i guess they have that too and it connects to mine you know because they put that that stuff out not not me but i worked on it with them but i get the report can you see like where people where the people are too yeah it's crazy uh uh, i can see i think i can see the the people where they are stream, I, I, I think I can see the city of Shazam too. I logged in. It's crazy. Sometimes I'll have people from like Russia who listen to this. I'm like, who the fuck? Like, who the fuck in Russia is listening to my podcast? <laughs> it's just like. Yo, it's, it's trippy to me to think that some kid in fucking nowhere, Brazil. It's just fucking just listening to my shit. And fucking, like you said, right? Russia, Australia, fucking Sydney, you know, Sydney, Australia, places I've never been. It's crazy to think that people are just there just listening to my shit. It's like, it just, it just makes me feel like I really have a responsibility to like really say something worthwhile, man. It's like, 
these kids are just all over the place just listening to this shit, man. So I can't steer them away, man. Do you have like a long term idea of what how you want things to unfold in in your career, or do you are you more like a moment to moment type? Well, like as I've aged in this, it's been more moment to moment. But I think I definitely have a few long term goals. Like I want a record store. You know what I mean? I want that. Uh, I um. I have uh, some some aliens, you know, S U M A, you know, some yeah, S U M alien with the Z at the end, all one word, like some aliens. That's like my label, collective brand. I give them my everything. You know, that's my that's my, my fucking Sega. That's my Nintendo. That's that's like that's my my, my stamp. So and I've had that since 2016. So and I um run that with my buddy Alpha um, goes by just Alpha like literally just like J-U-S-T Alpha A-L-F-A he's a bit, uh, you know, producer designer whatever you want to call him but um, he's like he DJs all my shows for the most part and we make music you know we got music together and we have a few few tapes out he has an instrumental tape out that you should check out. Maybe I I, I throw in the email or something. But yeah, do he well. he's his own artist, his own world. But like we run some aliens together. We've been putting out music and performing. So that's kind of like our baby, a label. So we just want to see that grow. Like I love, I love video games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I want, <laughs> like I want, I want the, the whole empire of that for sure. Um, you know, I make merch and, merch and clothes, you know, I have a little print press that we make, make our own stuff. So I was like, I just want to expand that, you know, and, and do great with that. Um, yeah, just build that up as much as I can. And then obviously, uh, do as much as I can for Punk Slime and, and do as much as I can for, um, for UAP, which is, uh, on POW. Recordings, POW Recordings, which is the LA indie label. Uh, they have a lot of great acts on there too. So it's really, I guess, three labels, you know? Some <laughs> aliens, funk, You're a busy dude. And a monster, pretty much. So uh, I just want to do all I can and make sure all of that succeeds. Do you have, I was just going to say, do you have any sort of like random questions you ask all your guests? Sometimes on podcasts, people have like a, a certain question, like a like if you were stranded on the island, <laughs> what fucking hours you? I don't know? usually. I guess I don't know. Usually, when I what I'm just like my three questions basically in life. That like I grew up around a theater in Chicago, and everybody would always ask one another. I'm glad you asked this because I've thought about incorporating it, but I always, I don't know if it was like. Yeah, you should have like a, like a tradition, like a traditional podcast thing that you're asking. But my, th- the th- questions we always asked one another were, what are you, what are you reading right now? What are you listening to? And like, what, what movie have you seen that you really like? Those were the always, every conversation seemed to be like, what are you reading? Mm. That's, that's really dope. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that to other people. It fucking because it's like I'm always looking for something to listen to, watch. Especially now, I it's more reading and uh, listening because I'm always looking for something new to whether it's an old musician 
or somebody new, I want to hear something I haven't heard before and then get excited. Bet. Uh, um, all right. Uh, right now, what I need to finish reading is uh, Trevor Noah's book. You oh, know Trevor Noah? Yeah. He has a book. Um, my fiance gave it to me like a year ago. She's still pissed at me for not finishing it. <laughs> That's, I need to finish that. So, reading that, um, listening to, um, um, I've been listening to a lot of my own shits. I've been working on shit, but I would have to say Aretha Franklin. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Aretha Franklin. Uh, I listen to a lot of that shit at night when I go to sleep and shit. But I just listen to her constantly. Uh, she's awesome. My cousin as well, like distant as well. Fun, fun fact. <laughs> Aretha Franklin's your cousin? <laughs> Yeah, that's like, pretty dope. I found way late. It is like it's just funny. They like pointed out on like the, the the tree and everything. Like it's like a like we have it like on video of like my uncle explaining it because we always forget. Fuck, that's crazy. But my listen a lot. Actually, I don't think I've ever told you that. Actually, either you're like the first person that I've ever told that. But it's definitely true. Oh, that's my fucking family in line. <laughs> but they like they tell you about it. They like pointing out like it's my uh my mom's mom's uh, cousin's daughter's daughter, some some shit like that. That's but, cool. But 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 yeah, I've been listening to a lot of um, to a lot of shit. Up. Yeah, a lot of just Old sixties music, seventies music. Like I make rap all the time, but I don't really listen to it ever. In a way, that's interesting. Yeah, like I, I felt like you know I started became BTA at twenty three, twenty four, and I felt right around twenty eight, twenty nine. Kind of felt like. I found who I was in this and I still started who I wanted to be. So I was like, I can kind of tap into my my brain for that whenever. Like, you know, like, like, I, like, I've, like I know, you know what I mean? Like, I have that kind of identity, so I don't have to listen to other rap. I just kind of just do it just so I'm not like an old fart or something. You know what I mean? Like, I other shit strictly just so I'm knowledgeable. It's not because really of anything else so it's like I could just someone could just put me in a room with like a mic and computer some beats and I, I would just sit there all day and come up with a whole world of music outside of anything other than myself so so anyways so because of that I just just be listening to Sly and the family stuff you know I just listen to other shit all the time yeah, I worked in comedy for a long time and I, the last thing I fucking wanted to do was talk about it, watch it, or like, like I wanted nothing to do with it. And I feel like if I watched something or if I, it like fucked with my head. And I was like, I don't want those, I don't want those people's voice in my head. Like I don't, I gotta keep it, it like fucked with me. And I can yeah. imagine that with music as well. Like, I don't know. I don't want to know what yeah. other people are doing because it's going to make exactly. me question myself. 
yeah yeah or it yeah or it just it, it just influence it and sometimes you don't want any other influence but, but, but your own you know what I mean just get like kind of the purest thing but I really need inspiration you know what I mean but uh, I guess the other question that was what, what I, I watched I guess that's a kind of like two themes I've been you ever my uh, Steven Universe that cartoon yeah I don't I haven't uh, watched it I know of it well, we watch it constantly in this house uh, for, 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 for the kid, but also way before we even had a resource watching it. But they have a movie, uh, and the movies really dope. Uh, so that, and then also um, watched Ali Wong uh, latest. One of, I don't think it was the one of the one of the comedy specials where she was pregnant. She's done oh, yeah. that several. She's done that like two or three times, already. so I think it was the second, the second special. Uh, just watched that the other day too, and I, I watch a lot of stand up as well because it's a science to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like it's like it looked obviously from from an uh, uh, audience perspective, it looked like someone's just up there riffing, but it's like no, nah, they cracked these jokes and the delivery and the enunciation and the looks and the, the, the gestures is all like that so it's like I learned all that and trying to apply it to my performance when I say it's like it's all I, it's, it's like it's, I feel like that's like one of the last pure pure art forms that and like real hip hop I feel like those like stand up hip hop are like the last pure because you can't make that shit up you know what I mean like you can't you can't you can't fake it. With no backing track, you know what I mean? What I mean by rap, like, when you just you and the beat, or you and the, the instruments or drums, it's like, you can't, you can't, like, it has to be dope. <laughs> like, there's nothing else, like, you can't half-ass it or anything like that. It has to be great. Yeah, if you're like, not funny. Like, I'm on every other genre kind of you can you know what I mean you used to have a, a eight you know an eight bar course and a crazy solo or something but like like a hip hop or rap and storytelling and like long narr- narratives because it's a science of delivering that in a way that's entertaining. Can't give Satan any chances. We're not doing dances only fat raps for the masses. 